And I'm thinking about keeping her. I'm really leaning hard toward keeping her. And she's been the mother for eight kids, seven grandkids now. And with that coast, all of them still being in the church and living for God and having the Holy Ghost, it's not about us. It's about Him. It's about God. God's the one who does that, folks. And then you look around and see all of my nephews and all, I think you call them my grandnieces and grandnephews and all that, all in that room having our prayer time and them full of the Holy Ghost and living for God. I'm going to tell you what, we are billionaires. You don't find that in my banking account, guarantee you. But I'm a billionaire in the kingdom of God. We are rich. And God has blessed us, folks. So I've asked her to say a little something tonight. You go ahead and preach, Sister Sparks. Amen. She don't like that term. Well, he um, called about 530 and said, you want to say something? <laughs> and uh, I don't like to be in front of people. I don't like it at all. And I said, let me think about it. But he never came back and said, what do you think? He just said, I'm getting up here. So, um, <laughs> so you have to bear with me because I'm nervous for one and I don't really care about being in front of people. But I, I, I want you to uh, be a part of my devotion. So this is my devotion in my bread program. And so I just say, and again, with all of this, I don't study it out, find out if uh, the words mean what they mean to me. When the Bible says it, that's what it means, and I don't have to wonder, oh, does it mean it like that? So you're just going to have to take it for what I give to you. And if it means something else, please forgive me, and, um, and you can look it up later. So that's, that's just my thing. But I want you to be a part of my devotion. So it's so interesting because this year, is, you guys, uh, it's pushed so much about the bread program. And I, I try to read it every year. I get behind, and that's the reason why I don't come up every month, because I get behind. And then I have to catch up. But this year was so interesting, because in the bread program, they didn't do book by book by book. You went here, then you went here, then you went here. So it was like, it was just a mumble jumble of a lot of stuff. And I was thinking at first, oh, that's a bummer. I wish they would just stick, you know, to the book, and as far as book by book. But when I read it this year, it was so interesting because in the time I was reading it is when I needed it. And it was so amazing to me. I would, when I would open it, it's like it wasn't the, the next book over. It was another book. It was exactly what I needed. And it's like, Lord, you knew this whole year that this would be what we needed, what I needed. So it was just so awesome for me that as soon as I would open it, there was just what I needed. But um, in Zechariah, which was in December, uh, chapter 8. So Zechariah, this, this Bible I got from Goodwill, and it was brand new when I got it. And um, I, I was so excited that I got a brand new Bible from Goodwill. But this, um, whoever wrote this, organized this Bible, does a uh, summary of what the book is before the book. And I love that because it is just so amazing. And in Zechariah, the summary that this, whoever put this Bible together was, future blessing is contingent on present obedience. If you want the future blessings, you have to be obedient now. And I just, it's just so amazing. And then um, it says, turn ye from your evil ways and from your evil doings, and I will hear you and I will receive you. And again, this isn't really for you. It was for me when I was reading all of this. Not that I'm an evil person, but I do have things that need to be fixed. And obviously with the communion, I definitely had to dig deep inside and say, Lord, <laughs> I need you to work on me because I need to be right when I'm doing this communion. And so uh, just so many things in this book was just so amazing. But future blessing is contingent on present obedience. I must be obedient if I want the blessings. And in chapter 8, it says um, the city of truth. And I love that because this is the city of truth. Yes, we are walking in truth. And this is the embassy of the living God. Amen. He's alive 
He breathes, he breathes into this place. We am, we're, we're ambassadors for him. We represent him, so we must live in truth. We must speak truth. We must live in righteousness. We must walk in righteousness. We must do what's right. We must, we represent him. And so if we're the city of truth, which we live by the word of God, which is truth, it's no lie, um, this is the city of truth. And it, I'm just going to go um, preview verse by verse that I, this is my devotion. So I'm not going strictly by the whole chapter. I just picked out things that, again, when he said, will you speak tonight? I'm like, what am I going to say? And when I, I already had this paper written from my devotion. I didn't go write anything down. This is my devotion. So it says, they shall be my people and I will be their God in truth and in righteousness. Only in truth and righteousness. For the seed shall be prosperous. The little seed is going to flourish. The vine shall give her fruit, and the ground shall give her increase. And the heavens shall give their due, and I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all these things. And it shall come to pass that ye, as ye were cursed among the heathen, we've been a curse. We haven't always done what's right. O house of Judah, which means praise, and we are the palace of praise, so will I save you, and ye shall be a blessing. Fear not, but let your hands be strong. Um, for thus the Lord of hosts, as I thought to punish you when your fathers provoked me to wrath, saith the Lord of hosts, I repented not. So again have I thought in these days to do well unto Jerusalem and to the house of Judah, which is praise. Fear ye not. These are the things that ye shall do. Speak ye every man the truth to his neighbor. Execute the judgment of truth and peace in your gates. And let none of you imagine evil in your hearts against his neighbor and love no false oath. For all these things do I hate. And this really stood out to me because both chapter 7 and chapter 8 says um, not to imagine vain, uh, evil things in your heart against people. Now, to you, that may not mean anything. But to me, when I look at somebody and says, they're talking against me, I have immediately crushed that thing and say, nope, that's not even right. I can't imagine something that's not really true. Amen. And so for that was my devotion. That's for me. <laughs> so, and if it helps you, great. But twice he says this in this book. Don't even let those thoughts even come into your mind. Don't even entertain them. Because for one, it's usually not true. When I, when I go investigate, it's not true. It's just something I thought. And... Um, then it says to love peace in your gates and judgment of truth. Always let truth be the guide. Truth is so important. Therefore, love truth and peace. And the Bible also says um, in John, I believe, the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. Those three things. If you have those righteousness, doing right, being right, um, and it says no false oath. All that means is don't lie. If you're going to say you're going to do it, do it. Amen. Don't lie. And uh, the Lord hates when we lie about stuff because there's no falseness in him. And then joy. Do you know joy and thanksgiving go together? If you're not thankful, you will not have joy. You have to be thankful to have the joy of the Lord in your life. And then peace. Live at peace among yourselves. And then it goes to chapter 9. And this, this, I think, will hit everybody because this is so important. It talks about in, chap in verse 12, prisoners of hope. Prisoners of hope. We have been prisoners of hope. We have hoped for the backsliders. If you have children that are not saved, you have pled with God. You have pleaded with God. You have travailed with God. You have said, God, why? Why aren't they coming back? You have been a prisoner of the hope that he would somehow revive them. And um, if you've been there, which most of us have, um, you have desired that majorly. And we have lived in this prison not seeing any fruit at all that they were going to come back. None. And it says, 
even today do I declare that I will render double unto thee. And we are just now seeing that little sprout and the breath of God moving again into people's lives. And like in Ezekiel's day when the bone came to bone, the arm came to the, the hand, we are start, starting to see that. And I am so excited that our hope is finally sprouting <laughs> and we are seeing it Amen. and I'm so excited because God you are working Amen. and there is nothing that can stop him yes. and the Lord of hosts shall defend them and the Lord their God shall save them in that day as the flock of his people for they shall be as stones this means jewels I did look that one up jewels in his crown because he's the savior and when they come back the only one that's going to get glory is him it's going to be a crown to him Amen. How great is his goodness and how great is his beauty. Amen. He is just awesome. Hallelujah. And um, I'm going to go to the back because the rest of my devotion really doesn't apply. But And I will strengthen them in the Lord, and they shall walk up and down in his name, saith the Lord. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth, and that day shall there be one Lord and his name one. Yeah. Holiness unto the Lord. Amen. And this whole year, um, I took care of Sister Rachel Ricardi's class one time. And she had on the back of her door a scripture that was supposed to be their Bible verse for, I guess, the month. I don't know how long they did Bible verses. <laughs> but it spoke to me. I was just so thankful that I got to be in her class because I was. it was just so amazing. Acts chapter 18, verses 9 and 10. Paul had a vision, and the Lord came to him and said, Be not afraid. But speak, and hold not thy peace. Amen. For I am with thee, and Amen. no man shall attack thee to hurt thee. Amen. For I have much people in this city. Amen. That last part, I have much people in this city. Amen. That just is so awesome to me, because in this city, he has much people. Amen. We don't know it. Amen. And when you stand in the grocery store, and you, you don't know who's standing around you that knows truth, and they're watching you. Amen to see what, what you're doing. And just remember this verse, be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. For I am with you and no man shall hurt you. For I have much people in this city. Why don't you stand for just a moment? I know you've been seated for just a little bit. Excellent devotion, huh? You'll find my uh, wife at our house in the dining room at the dining room table each morning reading her Bible and, and writing those sermons for me. Amen. So, so, and praying for us. Very prayerful woman. And I thank the Lord for her. Amen. God's been good to us at the Palace of Praise. And I'm not going to, I'm going to take a few moments here, but I do want to cast vision for 2020 uh, at the Palace of Praise. And I want to start off right from the beginning by saying this, thank you to the Palace of Praise. You guys have been an outstanding church, an outstanding church that I have been allowed by God to pastor. I got some of the best people in the world right here at the Palace of Praise. You guys, we went through some difficult times this year. I went through some real difficult physical battles. Um, tell you honest truth, and some I told you the testimony about that. I went down and we got my everything set in order for me to go from this life to the next life because it did not look good. But have a praying church that touched and healed my body. And here I stand tonight, and God gave me strength, and that's because you guys are some of the greatest people in the world and some of the greatest people for me to be able to be associated with. Look at somebody beside you and say, Pastor loves you. And my nephews and stuff, you tell them, yeah, uncle loves you. So, amen. Uncle, uncle loves you. But thank you, and this is how happy I am. So happy. Here, again, you may be seated. I'm only going to take a few moments some of this has to do with what I talked to our leadership at the Palace of Praise when we did our leadership meeting recently. And then the other stuff is what I've known. I talked to you the other night, and I 
I preached on Sunday and I told you this. I said, how in the world did an outcast prophet, man of God, get thousands of backsliders to climb up a mountain for revival service? That's what the Bible says. An outcast past, a man of God who wasn't even able to stay in the country, was thrown out of the country. But somehow he got, get your mind around this, thousands of backsliders to climb up a mountain for a revival service. And I told you, he didn't. God did. And I'm going to talk about that tonight. God is about to do some things that are going to blow your mind at the palace of prayer. Folks, he's already doing things that are blowing my mind here at the palace of praise. I was driving to service the other night, had a backslider talking to me while I was driving home on Saturday night. Talked to them for quite a while. Sunday, I'm going to preach that sermon. You guys seen the backslider that came into church, walked down the altar while I was worshiping the Lord during worship service, tapped me on the back and hugged me. Hugged me. I don't know if anybody noticed that during worship time, but he came right down here, gave me a hug, and I said, buddy, are you doing all right? He says, with God and you helping me, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to get back to God. And the Lord's working on him. Talking to another backslider when I was at the coast, since I've left here, another backslider. Had a parents of a backslider who called me to talk to me about the backslider. Folks, I'm telling you, I'm almost every day hearing from backsliders, our parents, our brothers, our friends of backsliders saying, hey, you need to talk to them. You need to pray about them. You need to, folks, I'm telling you, better get ready because God is doing some awesome things. God is doing some awesome things. Besides God, the success of the palace of praise, the apostolic church is sitting in this room. The success of this church is sitting in this room. I know some are missing tonight, but you are the reason we will be succeed or we will fail in 2020. So you are extremely important. Our duties at the Palace of Praise should be more than our job. It should be our ministry. Say, well, I don't hold a license. You, God has given you a ministry. Every one of us should be a soul winner. You have a ministry. It's time for you to get out and reach for this world. Every one of us have a ministry. Look at somebody beside and say, you have a ministry. Come on, don't just think it's pastor or the men sitting on the platform. They're the ministry. No, every one of you have a ministry before God, and you need to be working it in 2020. Do you want to see revival? then you got to get involved in doing what God's asked us to do, folks. As long as a person doesn't know what he doesn't know, he doesn't grow. You're going to have to work to improve and to get better in 2020. We need to seek to improve in whatever area we are called to serve the Lord. If you're doing something at the Palace of Praise and God's called you to do that, you need to work to be the best you can at that. Come on, I'm a greeter. Be the best greeter in the world. Be the best you can, folks. Serving the Lord. Well, how in the world we're going to serve the Lord? Well, isn't it so interesting? He starts with not slothful in business. Then he says fervent in spirit. Everybody say fervent in spirit. Fervent in spirit. How many of you really want to serve the Lord? I do. I'm going to go past this one for time's sake. Whatever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might, for there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave whither thou goest. There are some individuals, folks, we are not going to be able to help them because they're not going to see 2020. But folks, why God gives me breath to work and while God gives them breath for us to be able to reach, it's time the palace of praise gets on fire and start reaching our neighborhood. We got a Laurel Beaverton that has a lots of people. And we need to get on fire for God, folks. Hear me tonight. The man, this man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. Fervent in spirit. Everybody say fervent in spirit. And it goes on and says, And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto them the way of God more perfectly. 
Acts 18, 25, and 26. Why did Luke label Apollos as fervent in spirit? Because Apollos' actions revealed his heart and desire in regards to the things of God. Folks, people aren't going to have to wonder if you are fervent. They're going to know you are fervent for God. They're going to know whether you're hot or cold. Not going there. They're going to know whether you're hot or cold. So fervent means, you ready? To be hot. To be hot. Who in the house wants to be hot? I want to be hot, man. I want just not look hot. I want to be hot, folks. But it goes beyond that. It says to boil as in a liquid. Look at this next definition. To glow. There should be such an anointing of fervent in our spirit that we glow with the anointing of the Holy Ghost in our life. People should be able to see the Holy Ghost working in our life, folks. I'm going to tell you what. You ready? When we was down at the coast and they kept throwing those logs in the fireplace, it started getting real warm. It got warm to the point that you couldn't really sit near the fire because you're going to have to move. We should be so hot and fervent for God that people around us just can't stay still. That the Holy Ghost and that fervor go move people toward God. We need to have the fire of the Holy Ghost burning inside of us so we literally go. We should be able to walk into the house of God with such a fervency in our spirit. Somebody go, whoa, I think they got the Holy Ghost. Whoa, I think I feel God. Whoa, I just can't see. Come on, somebody. Come on. You have such a Holy Ghost when you walk in the back door. The depressed people get undepressed. And the people that are oppressed are liberated by the power and the anointing of the fervor. Why? Because you're boiling hot. And it's time to let the Holy Ghost boil over you. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands and shout, yes. We need the anointing in our lives, folks. Dude, if we're going to get the job done, we can't just go around, oh, it's so special. Oh, I'm just on so on fire for God. Oh, come on, seriously? We need to be on fire for God. Folks, this is the greatest thing you can be a part of. They're starting the NFL playoffs right now. Let me tell you something. Those people are not paying money and going to that stand and sitting on their hinder parts. Uh-uh, Bo. They're going to be getting it up. They're going to be getting going. How much more should we as the children of God be on so fire that we just can't sit down because of the anointing that's flowing in our lives? When, we're, what? when it's worship time, I've been trying to tell you, let's get down here and let's give it our very best. Well, I can't do a lot. Well, folks, just get on down with the group and let's do our very best. Honey, let's start a fire in the house of God. We got enough sparks. Let's just start a fire. Ready? Does your actions and involvement at the palace of praise reveal that you are fervent in spirit? Uh-oh, good question. Regarding the things of God. You know what it's time for? Self-evaluation. You know, everybody in the house knows where you are. Not us. You know where you are with God. Are you a good performer? Are you performing well for the kingdom? I'm not saying a performance is entertainment. I'm talking about how we're doing our duties as, as a ministry at the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of God. Is it adequate, good, adequate? Or are we underperforming for the things we're doing at the kingdom of God? I want to ask you a question. If you were the boss, let's just imagine tonight that you got to be the boss of the church. You were the boss of the church. Would you fire yourself <laughs> for underachieving, <laughs> for underperforming? <laughs> it's a good question. If you would, then maybe you should kick it up to the next gear. Get fervent in spirit. The goal isn't to dismiss, but to improve. Everybody say to improve. That's proof. Now, if your boss really knew exactly how you felt and the effort you are expending towards your ministry, would he promote you or dismiss you? I have a newsflash for everybody in the house. He knows. 
He knows. God already knows where we are. Some people want to say, hey, I want to be mightily used by God. Get on fire. I want to be mightily used for God. Get fervent in spirit. I'm going somewhere. Just stay with me. I'll get there before midnight, I promise. Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business. If you change nothing, nothing will change. If you change nothing, nothing will change. If we do exactly what we did in 2019, we're going to get the same results in 2019. I want more than the ones we won in 2019. I want to see 10 times, 100 times as many in 20. Can I get a witness in the house here? I got somebody here. So if we want that result, then we've got to change if we want to do it. Now, make sure everybody in your boat is rowing and not drilling holes when you're not looking. Okay, some of you may not be rowing, but please don't drill a hole in the bottom of the boat. Please, just don't drill a hole in the bottom of the boat, okay? Say, I wouldn't do that. Watch what you post on Facebook. Watch what you text. Watch what, Sister Honey, that was a good message. You did a good job. I'm going to use your message so someday. I always steal messages from these guys up here on the platform. They did good. I think I've stole one from everybody on the platform before. But here we go. Everybody should be involved. Everybody should be involved. Look at your neighbor and said, everybody should be involved. <laughs> See, it's a little easier when we have more people carrying the log. Here's a picture that here... What had happened is this motorcycle was going along. He crashed, slid up underneath that car and was pinned because the car ran over him and pinned him. And the only way they could get that guy out from underneath that car, as you can see, was when several people got together and lifted the car up. Somebody else pulled the motorcycle uh, cyclist out from underneath the car, and that's how they say, you know what that is? That's teamwork. That's teamwork. Some of us are going to be pulling some people out of the fire, but some of the rest of us is going to be praying and fasting while you're pulling them out of the fire. You may be teaching the home Bible study. We're going to be praying that God fills them with the Holy Ghost and gives them a revelation of the Word of God. It's teamwork working here. Not one individual could have lifted the car and pulled that person out, but a team of people. Come on, we got a team right here. We got a great team at the Palace of Praise. We got prayers. We got worshipers. We got workers. We got good people at the Palace of Praise. You say amen right there. That's a good place for you to say amen right there. Now, we got some other people that's like the guy in the middle. In the middle. And we're not going there. I'm not calling names. But you know. Okay, anyway. We got some other people, it's like that guy in the front there, he's grunting trying to get the job done. We got some people that's going way over the top. And I'm going to tell you what, your pastor is so thankful for what you are doing for the palace of praise. But here's the point. When you don't carry your weight and work your calling, it puts more weight and stress on others. Ready? If you do what you're always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. So if we want to see change, then the change must begin with us. Everybody say, with us. Look at his neighbor said, he's talking to you. But oh, with me. Now look back at them, he's talking to you too. <laughs> talking to you. Now we, we have to be careful how, going back to fervent spirit, we have to be careful huh, that we don't let circumstances and situations in 2020 affect how we are. And we don't end up looking like this. <laughs> we need to be praying and keeping the victory so we come to church, they don't see somebody like that standing here at the altar. <laughs> just ready to... Shoot, so come on, I'm talking to us. I'm just right down here at earth. Why? If we're wanting revival, we're going to have people come in with issues, major issues. They don't need to be greeted by somebody like that. You know what? Here's what you guys need to do right here. You need to put on your happy face and let's get going. That's gray hair mama there. She's getting going right there. Folks, what are you saying? 
We need to make sure we have the right attitude in the house of God. If we're wanting people to come when they get here, let's make sure they feel the presence and the Spirit of God. Amen. I know some of you don't try that because you're going to throw a hip out. But maybe you may have to do this thing. That may be yours right there. I don't know. But let's do something for the kingdom of God. Let's give it our very best in 2020, folks. Somebody shout amen. I'm almost done. 2020 vision. 2020 vision. For 2020, we have a vision here at the Palace of Praise. I want to cast our vision today, and it's, and it's checking our vision is what we're going to have to do is check our vision. I'm asking the ushers to quickly hand out those bookmarkers to everybody that's in the house for our vision this year at 2020. Fast as you can. Let's hand them out. Let's go, 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 go. Let's see how fast you can do it. Go, 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 go. These people are going to fall asleep if you don't get those out. So go, 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 go. These are bookmarkers that's going to have. You can put it in your Bible so you can remember that. Hope everybody will be able to get one. Here you go. I think you guys got one before, but I'll give it to you again. Make sure you get another one. But it's checking our vision for 2020 at the Palace of Praise. Checking our vision So how many people have ever had your eyes or your vision checked before? How many of you ever had your vision checked before? Anybody in the house? We've had our vision checked before. Well, you're going to see a chart kind of like this one right here. The chart there is the top one is 2200, and then it goes down 2100, and then 2070, and then 2050, and then 2040, and then 2030, and then 2025, and then last 2020, which is the one there at the bottom. The worst vision we can have is I. On your chart, the worst vision you can have is I. That's the worst vision you can have. When it's all about us, we're not going to reach our goal for 2020 and seeing souls saved. Cannot be us as the biggest thing. Because that's when you got really bad vision. Look at your chart. It's not the biggest thing on there, your big OI. And what does it say beside it? Good vision? No, that's called rotten vision. That bad vision right there. <laughs> when we are the biggest thing around, we got poor vision. At the Palace of Praise, we're checking our vision today. We're looking at this little chart you have in your hand, and we're looking to see what's a good vision. So we're looking at I, and we're going to work away from I, because I is poor vision. So we're going to work away from I. And as I preached the other day, getting ready for 2020, I said, 2020 is not supervision. 20 and 20 is normal vision. Go check it. It's not supervision, it's normal vision, because our vision should be the normal vision of an apostolic church. It shouldn't be this supervision that when you get some, no, it should be the heartbeat of every church that's full of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What is that? Well, here's our vision. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Come on. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In 2020, our vision is outreach. We need to make sure at the Palace of Praise, we're not just saying, last year it was increased, and God helped us in lots of ways. God helped some of you individuals in this house to get closer to God. I saw people grow at the Palace of Praise. We increased in number. We had more people that ended up at the end of the year than we started with in 2019. We had an increase of people, and I don't know why that did that, but anyway, outreach is the vision for 2020. It's a devil in the computer. Sherman, not you. The other one. But outreach is the vision for 2020. And we've got to make sure now at the Palace of Praise, it's not about I, it's not about you, it's about them in the year 2020, folks. Amen. Somebody need to hear this. It's not a theme. It's a vision. It's not a theme. It's not some words we're going to use. Say, outreach, up. Oh, that's so nice and special. Outreach means we're going to work. Boy, that really went over well. 
I didn't get many amens there. We will try it again. Outreach means we're going to work. If we want revival, God can send them to the mountain. But I told you, Elijah still had to pray. Elijah still had to do his part. We do what we can do, and God can do what we cannot do, and we can see a revival of souls of the palace of praise. <laughs> Hear me. It's not just a vision. It's a mission. We need to be on a mission in 2020. What is it? A mission is outreach, folks. We need to be looking. Everybody needs to be. Hear me. Everybody needs to view every person you see as a prospect for the kingdom of God. You may all mark them off. They're ugly. I'm not going to ask them to come to the house of God. Sunday, I'm going to preach the message here. Backslider comes down and hugs me down here. Working with other backsliders. Rocky on Friday, I believe it was, working in the parking lot. And we had the young gentleman here. Some of you may have not met. His name was Russell. He was here right up here on the seat. Rocky goes out there and talked to him. He came to church on Sunday, was here in service with us on Sunday, came down and prayed. We prayed for him here, got some issues in his body and stuff. Folks, I'm telling you, God is doing lots of things at the palace of praise. God is sending us soul after soul at the palace. I can name a bunch more, but I'm just telling you, folks, we got to be looking like Rocky when he's spraying. Thank you, Brother Rocky, too. He's the one who cleaned the parking lot, all that mold and all that junk off the parking lot. He's the one that do it. Thank you, Brother Rocky for doing that. Can I say that's one that God brought in this year in 2019 and he's already working on the house of God. He came to me and he said, I want to get all that stuff up. Come on, somebody else. I, 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 do you feel some conviction right there? Come on. You feel that conviction right there? He comes to me and says, hey, I want to clean that up because it doesn't look good at the house of God. You're right, buddy. It doesn't look good. Thank you for the birth. Boy, I'm really preaching now. Oh, man. Somebody's saying, let's move on, Pastor. Let's move on telling you right now, thank you, Brother Rocky, for that. But let me tell you something. Here's the fact of the matter is, us old folks shouldn't let a new convert... <clears throat> Boy, it is... Bishop, it's really quiet in here. I think everybody turned their hearing aids off right there. It's... it's I... Boy, it's quiet in here. I'm almost done. Say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Brother Desiree, you're the only one. Now I want you to look at this verse of scripture. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. I'm wrapping this up. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. That's what we've been doing, and I've heard people doing it at the Palace of Praise. This is God talking, and I already taught, preached a sermon leading up to our end of the year here before. I preached a sermon. This was in the middle of what? The lady at the well. The revival to the Samaritans in the middle of the half-breeds coming to God. And he's talking about them. And here they come. And he looks up and says, hey, here they come. But he says, say not thee, there's four months to harvest. You know, it's about time that the palace prays. Quits thinking, well, maybe in 2022 or, or maybe in 2023 or maybe in 20, maybe 2025, may, maybe then that's when we will be able to maybe have a revival in two or three years. We'll be able to have the revival he said, say not ye. Everybody say, say not ye. Someone shout, say not ye. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, say not ye. Say not ye. We at the Palace of Praise need to stop saying maybe in 22 or 23 we'll have a revival. What we need to be saying is this. This year, we're going to have a revival. This year, God is going to restore souls in the kingdom of God. This year, God's going to do a mighty work because God's doing some things already. We need to start seeing backsliders already filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Folks, we've been praying service after service, and God's doing a work right now. I'm telling you, every week I'm getting tons of backsliders contacting this pastor. And honey, they're being stirred up. Had one the other day tell me. He said, for months and months now, the Holy Ghost says something's been dealing with me. I've been crying. I can't sleep. I don't know what's going on. I know I should get back to the house of God. But you know, it's just such a, and I told you that. And it just seems like it's such a hard thing. Yep, and I told him because I was going to preach that sermon. It's like walking up a mountain, isn't it? I'm here to tell you folks. 
God is already working on them right now. They're having problems sleeping at night. They're having problems when they're driving because God's bothering their mind. What are you saying? There's about to be an influx of souls at the palace of praise, and God's about to fill some backslider full of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's time we stop saying another time in 2020, God, give us a revival. God, give us a revival. God, I want to see a revival. Come on, you need to shout it to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. It's time we get on fire for God and realize they're coming in, folks. Look at what he said. Keep standing. Look at this. Behold, I say unto you. Don't say in 2022, 2023. Honey, I'm telling you now. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes. Come on now. I want you to right now lift up your eyes and look. It's time some of you quit looking down, being depressed, being beat down, being oppressed, and always looking down and walking in. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what's going Because your eye is the biggest thing in your vision. Change your vision to 2020. And if you look at your little bitty hand out here and you look at 2020 and you get 2020 vision, it says outreach. It's time that we get our outreach right. It's time that we lift our eyes because when you lift your eyes, we're going to start looking at Jesus and we're going to start changing what we're looking at. And he said, and look on the fields for they are white already to harvest. Honey, you better watch out. Somebody's about to take your seat. Somebody's about to move you off your pew. God's about to fill them with baptism of the Holy Ghost. Saying you're a lunatic. I told you last year in 2018, in December, I said, God are going to bring backsliders back. And honey, did he not do it? He didn't just do it here. He brought backsliders to churches. And I told you, it's not only going to be here he's going to do it. He's going to do it in other churches. And there are people sitting in this house can testify. He did it with some of your family. He did it with some of your friends. He did it all across this nation. Honey, if God told me about that, I got a word from God for the palace of praise tonight. We are about to see souls born into the kingdom of God right here at the palace of praise. Come on, lift up your eyes and see what God is about to do. God is going to do a great work. Outreach is reaching others. Outreach is reaching others. When you look at Jude, it says this. Some of these folks... We better get them now. I had parents that I sat for a long time. I was in my room on the phone for a long time at the family reunion talking to parents for a long, 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 long time on the phone. And as I sat there talking on that phone, they said, Pastor Sparks, I'm not really for sure how much longer my kid's going to be around because they're drinking really bad and they've got some real issues with that stuff. And if God doesn't save them, they're not going to be around long, much longer because they're drinking two-fifths of whiskey a day. Three DUIs. You ready? They're kids. The reason why they called me is because the kid has already been in contact with me because he's already reaching for a man of God to pray and help him get out of this world. He wants to get free, but when you're in that condition, you cannot free yourself. You need a higher power. We got people in this house who were drug addicts and alcoholics and bound with all kinds of addictions. And you look at you tonight, you can see you don't even look like that at all. You know why? Because God did it for you. I don't know about you, but I want him to do it for him. I want to do it for a whole bunch of other backsliders. I want to see Russell be delivered. I want to see Thomas delivered. I want to see soul after soul after soul filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I don't know about you, but I'm claiming your sons. I'm claiming your daughters. I'm claiming your moms and dads. I'm claiming your spouse in the name of Jesus Christ. God, give us the souls. God, we want the souls. Oh, hallelujah. God, we need them, Lord Jesus. God, help us to fight on our knees. Help 
us to pray, God. Help us to fast, God. Help us, Lord, to reach. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Our theme this year is outreach, folks. Honey, that's pastor's job. And that's the ministry's job. No, it's your job. You're going to have to reach, folks. And some of you are doing an awesome job. We had our Christmas drama, remember it? We had more guests than we did saints of God. Don't tell me that people are not hungry for truth and God. They are hungry. We just got to get out there and get a hold of them. Melissa and them who was coming to our church for a while, they're now going to church over in Estacada. Excellent. They might not be coming here, but excellent. What do they want to do? Get baptized. She won't get baptized, isn't it? She's wanting to get baptized. In Jesus' name. Okay, she's not here. I don't give a rip whether she's here or not. Folks, I just want to see her saved and full of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and her kids and her husband saved. Don't care where. But it was the Hendricksons who were doing outreach. It's the church who was praying. It was when she was going to the food bank working there. She made the contact with her, got her to come here. And now, folks, I'm telling you, I believe there's going to be a lots more stories. And I can stand up here and tell you story after story for 2019. But I don't want us to just rehearse 2019. I want us to make new stories every week in 2020. I want there to be a new testimony every week in 2020. I want us to get our vision and see what God's about to do at the Palace of praise. Look at somebody beside you and say, outreach. Outreach. If you're a member of the Palace of Praise, then you need to be a part of outreach. We've got other things we're going to do tonight, but I want us to pause here. We're not going to come down to the front, but I'd like for you to find somebody beside you and, and we can pray with one another. You want to put your hand on their shoulder. You want to join hands, whichever way you would like to do it. But I'd like for us to pray for one another right now. We need the anointing of God. Can we pray for just a moment? We're going to go on into our communion in just a moment. We're almost done. I'm sorry I preached so long. I'm sorry about that, but yet I don't apologize I'm trying to cast a vision tonight, and our vision is outreach. Can we pray right now? I want you to pray for those beside you that God will open a door for them to be able to win a soul. I want you to pray for them that God give them boldness to walk through that door. Come on, let's pray. God, we all want to be a part, God. We all need to be a part, God. Lord Jesus, lead me to the hungry hearts. Lord, lead me to those, God, who are desiring, Lord Jesus, you. Lead me to those, oh God. I don't care, Lord, if they're drug addicts. I don't care, Lord, what addictions they have. But, oh God, lead me, Lord. I pray, God, that your anointing fall upon every soul at the palace of praying. Use our young people, God, I pray. Use our hyphens and singles. Use the elders, Lord, in the house, God, our marriage, Lord. I want you to use, God, every one of us. I want the anointing, Lord, to fall down, God, upon every one of us. Give us boldness like we have never had before. Give us the insight, Lord, in the spiritual realm. Give us, oh God, I pray, Lord, spirit, oh God, that will seize a hold of things, Lord. Tear down walls and break chains and fetters by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I pray, God. God, you would help us to pray like we've never prayed before. I pray, God, that you would help us, Lord, to fast, God, and, Lord, truly to see a revival. God, give us the backsliders, I pray. Those, Lord, that you're stirring and working on right now. Those, oh, God, I'm talking to right now. I claim them in the name of Jesus. And those, oh, God, that have walked away from you in 2019, I'm asking you, Lord, to give them, oh, God, a hunger for the things of God. Draw them back, oh, Lord, to your house. Oh, Lord, draw them unto you. God, we are desirous, oh, Lord Jesus, of a birth to occur, God, at the palace of praise. Oh, my Lord and my God, tear down the walls in this area, I pray. Bind every spirit, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We plead your blood, God, over the Aloha Beaverton area and the Portland area. God, send revival across the state of Oregon. Anoint every man of God. Anoint, Lord Jesus, every pastor. Help them to preach, O oh Lord, and teach in the boldness of the Holy Ghost and help them, O oh God, to have wisdom in what to do, O oh God, what to say, Lord, where to go. Lord, help us to cast our nets, Lord, into the place, God, you want us to cast them so we can pull in, O oh God, many souls for the kingdom of God. 
Give us wisdom, Lord, in teaching Bible study. Give us wisdom, O oh Lord, in speaking, O oh God, to sinners, Lord Jesus. Help us, O oh God, in dealing with every new convert, Lord, that thy will would be done, God, in 2020. And, Lord, you would give strength unto the saints of God at the palace of Christ. God, bind us together, Lord, in unity. Bind us together, Lord, in the spirit. Help us, O oh God, to have the mind of Christ. And your mind, O oh Lord, is to reach for soul. Lord, for you love, God, every one of those that are here, God, in this community. And, Lord, help us to reach through the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, I need you. I am weak, God, but thou art strong. I am limited in what I can do. But, oh, God, you are great. And you are able, Lord, to do all things. I put my trust, oh, God, in you. In the name of Jesus, do your work, Lord. Do your work in me, God. Do your work, Lord, in every saint at the palace of prayer. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Now let's thank the Lord for every soul he's going to send us in 2020. Come on. Let's thank him for every backslider that's going to be restored. Come on. We need to thank God before we see it. Oh, in the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God, do your work, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, do your work, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God, we can't do it, Lord. You've got to do the work. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm excited. I can't just can't wait till next year comes, folks. I just feel there's going to be something. I hope you got an anticipation. Man, I just can't wait. I feel so positive. Man, we went through some struggles, but I just feel like God is about to do some things. You don't want to quit. You don't want to go do something else. You need to stay right here because you're going to be used by God. We need you right here. We're going to need everybody in the house. Stay right here for 2020. Look at your neighbor say, do your part. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. We got a great church. I'm done. Probably getting too long here today. But uh, we're going to do communion here in just a minute. But.